Josh Williams here, and welcome to the One Man Podcast, episode number 38, for Wednesday, January 31st, 2018. How are you guys doing? What is new with you? Welcome back, listeners. Welcome to any new listeners I may have. I've got a lot of stuff to talk about this week, guys. Uh, I'm going to talk about, you know, playing some board games with my roommates, how the healthy living is going, uh, how our writers group went, our inaugural writers group. Uh, you know, somebody doing comedy for the first time, what it's like to sell things on Kijiji. I have finally given my notice in at the source and I'll read your emails in the show, guys. We have lots of stuff. I even have another surprise uh, that's coming up later in the show. That was super exciting. And I cannot wait to tell you about that. It is late Tuesday night as always. Now I have a good reason. I was prepared to, well, I wasn't prepared to, but I was getting myself prepared to be ready to record this episode Tuesday morning. However, I had something happen last night that I will tell you about later in the show, which completely took all my prep time and I don't regret it for a second. So I have a coffee in front of me, a Red Bull. We are going to do this episode uh, with energy and uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. So I will get right into it. Yes, I did say that I have quit the source. I have given my notice. My last day will be February 7th. Yay. Nothing but excitement and blue skies in my future time. So I am, uh, I'm having a great time. I, I got a, a job at the mobile shop. It is, uh, I guess I don't even know what it's called, but you know, um, the, the owning company or whatever, but it's effectively partnered with like Telus and stuff like that. So, um, I'm excited to be working for a place where I can now sell all carriers. Uh, we do not sell batteries for watches, man. That is a, a giant leg up for, uh, for what I'm doing <laughs> or at least what I want to do. So I'm back to just cell phones, um, which is very cool. I'm excited for that. It's going to be a good opportunity to just, you know, focus on the things that make you money not walk anybody because I, you know, don't, sorry, I don't sell Rogers. I only sell Bell or whatever. Um, not really big issues for you guys and uh, not anything that we need to go into. I will tell you more about that as I do with everything when there's more to tell as it stands right now. I've just been the respectful little uh, man and given my two weeks notice at the source and I'm in there uh, dragging ass every day until that's over. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Of course. No, I'm giving it my all. I want to go out with a bang. So um, yeah, like right, right with that. I, uh, I gave my notice. I'm excited to be, uh, to be leaving. My last day is coming up soon. Um, what did I do last week? I, uh, I didn't do a whole lot of, of anything. The first part of the week, it was just sort of, you know, work. And I guess uh, the universe was gearing me up for the big weekend that I was about to have. Um, nothing spectacular. I went with my buddy Dave to Costco to do the usual thing, right. In terms of the healthy living, I'm still doing uh, chicken meal prep with, uh, sweet potatoes and broccoli. It's not the most delicious meal. It's definitely, uh, losing its uh, excitement for me because I am having it, you know, one to two times a day. Um, but I, it's good for me, right? I'm having a good time. I'm, uh, I'm basically, I, I have started to see a little bit of a plateauing with my results, but of course I've got a lot to attribute that to, and I can tell you guys more about it a little later on, but as it stands, I was, uh, getting myself ready for the week you know, to, to do another week of prep, to have the good, healthy meals. Um, Thursday night, I got to hang out with my roomies again and play some board games. It's very funny how it works in this house, guys, because we all have different hours and things like that, of course. And sometimes, you know, we get up, we don't really realize we're going to be hanging out. So, uh, 
I think uh, I spoke with, with Jason somewhere in the afternoon and he was like, uh, you guys want to hang out and maybe play a game or something? And I was like, yeah, sure. Why not? And, uh, you know, and then Kamar came in, Kamar was down for it. Um, and we decided to play Settlers of Catan, which none of us in the household have played together before. Uh, very, very just simple synopsis. I know it's such a popular game that I'd never heard of a year ago, but, uh, whoop, <laughs> I just whacked my coffee cup into the mic. I think you guys will end up hearing that. I don't think Alphonic's going to clean that up. Mmm. Um, Settlers of Catan. That's what we played. A game where you collect resources and build cities and roads and yada, yada, yada. I think it was my third time ever playing, or maybe even my fourth time playing, but, uh, Kamar, Jason, and I had a couple bevies, right? We had some, uh, some wine and some, uh, Moscow mules and played a, a game of, of Catan at which point Simon came home, uh, roommate number fourth, fourth and final roommate here came home and, uh, and decided to join us. So we had a full game of Catan, uh, four players. I won the first round. Uh, that was basically all it took for Jason to get the hang of the game. So now all of us reversed in the game. Simon came in one round for Simon to learn the game. I won that one too. And, uh, and then I think we had a game where all of us were aware of the rules. Good to play. And, uh, or, or I think maybe Simon dipped after one. doesn't matter. The idea is we played a bunch of Catan, had a good time. I won all three games. It was a fucking sweep. Uh, not that it matters. We had nothing on the line, but, uh, and then I think it was like, it was late at night by the time we finished the third game. And we did the usual thing we do, which is to drink to the point where we're now drunk and we've been playing board games all night. So we ordered a pizza. So there's the, uh, the, the yin to that yang of my doing a good job of eating good food. I basically just got drunk at the end of the night and drank my calories and then ate them in the form of pizza. So that could be why, uh, the old weight loss has uh, plateaued, you know, I, I fucking get it. And I, I'm sorry, everybody to keep disappointing. It's like the, the third time drinking and board games and then pizza. <laughs> so yeah, I wasn't a good bitch. But uh, I had a great time on Thursday night with the, with the roomies. We're really starting to turn into a little, uh, you know, board game geeks all around. It's funny. It's like, uh, I was gonna say it's like AIDS. What a terrible metaphor, you know, but you get tricked into thinking, I don't know, fuck it. Board games are fun, right? Uh, the more and more people I'm talking to. In fact, um, well, here's a funny story. I very briefly dabbled with Tinder only, uh, only cause, uh, you know, you're, you're, you're a faithful host and, uh, and guide on this adventure here does get lonely, lonely from time to time. Uh, you know, I missed that lady that was uh, very important in my life and, um, you know, looking for, uh, for some companionship here. So I, I dabbled in Tinder this, despite the fact that I know it's garbage and I shouldn't be on it. Um, and it was funny to me how many people's profiles were like, I like, you know, having a craft beer and, and hanging out and socializing Netflix and chill and board games. I'm like, oh shit. We don't have to be closeted board game fans anymore, <laughs> although I'm still super new to it, but, uh, I'm, I'm having fun guys. I got to tell you this, the social aspect, sitting, having a drink and playing a board game. Um, I like that more than having a drink and watching, uh, you know, sports cause it's not as social. Right. And, uh, and we control, uh, we control the festivities and the competition. So yeah, it was really cool. We had a good time. Uh, and then I think like really late at night when we were done playing the games, Kamar, Jason and myself went up and, uh, and started playing on uh, Jay's HTC Vive, the virtual reality, we started playing like some space pirates game where we're shooting shit all over the place and then putting money on it. But basically, the more drunk we get, we just turn into degenerate gamblers. <laughs> but it was uh, it was a lot of fun. I had fun with my roomies, man. It was a good time. Um, sorry, I keep whacking my pen on the desk here. Again, you may never hear it. Kamar tells me all the time. He's like, dude, you keep apologizing for noise that we can't hear. 
So uh, you guys know me. I, I say I'm sorry. I fucking own it. All right. I'm accountable as shit, whacking things on the table. Um, I guarantee you guys heard the fucking ceramic mug hit the microphone. Regardless, um, what do we do after that? Oh, Friday, the episode with Jimmy and Mika came out. My interview with my two best friends in the entire world. It came out to uh, really good reviews. A lot of them, of course, from you know my friends, the the close listeners. Uh, and close circle that listened to this podcast. Um, a lot of people were just saying how funny that episode was and they laughed. It got, uh, it got a lot of people. I got a lot of messages from people I hadn't heard in a long time saying, Hey man, we really thought that episode was funny and, uh, and super excited to, uh, you know, hopefully you guys do it again. So, um, you know, unless anybody wants to, to send in something going, no, I didn't like it. Don't ever do it again. It would appear that, uh, if those two are interested, we will do another episode of, uh, with Jimmy and Mika, cause there's lots more stories to tell for sure. Um, <laughs> I think less incriminating ones perhaps because, uh, some of the people who reached out, I was like, oh shit, I didn't think that you would listen. In fact, uh, day of, uh, Mika, Jimmy and I were, were chatting a little bit about how one of the stories we'd actually just dropped someone's first name. And, uh, we were, we were having a little bit of a moral dilemma with, you know, Hey, sh- was that, was that rude of us? Um, well, it wasn't us. It was me. I was the one who said the name accidental. And in fact, I wanted to bring up this point too, because Jimmy was talking to me on Friday saying how, like at one point I had mentioned, uh, something about, oh, I'm going to edit it out. And then I said, no, uh, no, I'm not going to do that. Or, and then, uh, at the end of the episode, I say, Hey, you know, I never edit these things. So I, I wanted to bring that up just in case anybody else, cause that stuck out to Jimmy. So I, I, at first I was saying, Hey, what was that thing that I said I was going to edit out? And then afterwards I, I believe that it was that I had said the name and I'm like, Oh, should I edit that out? No, I'm, I'm not going to, you know, it is what it is. Um, there's a lot of names. I don't think it really puts a finger on anybody, uh, knowing who uh, we were referring to in that episode. Um, but the point that I'm getting at is. I don't edit the episodes. Uh, and by that, I mean, I don't edit anything out of the episodes. There are times, um, I will give a small example. There was an interview I did with one comic. I don't want to, you know, make him seem bad by, by saying who he was, but, um, when he talks, he talks like, um, well, you know, like, uh, for example, and then they'll just start talking. So that episode, I think I edited like 20 minutes of, uh, like, you know, only for the sake of you guys listening. So I actually edit out zero of what people say in terms of they're, they're having a conversation. They're talking about something. I don't take anything out of the show. Um, I, I find that it, it adds a, a, you know, a level of disingenuousness to, uh, to it. I want you guys to hear what I'm saying when I say it, if I say something stupid or what have you, it's how I'm thinking and feeling at the time of my saying it. And that's what I'm trying to share with you guys with this podcast is what's going on with me and where I'm coming from. Um, so by, by picking and choosing what I'm trying to express, it's, uh, it's kind of like a reality TV show. Um, I think we talked about it in the Jimmy and Meek episode, about how they would ask us to carry stuff back inside the house and then do it again so they could film it. Like there was so much, there's so much stage shit on TV, even reality TV. It's so disingenuous. It's not real. So even though you're like, oh, I saw their story. Like, no, that wasn't their story. That was, that was what they wanted you to think that their story was or, or what have you. So um, to address anyone who may have thought, oh, he said he was going to edit it out, but he, but I mean, he says he never edits. I don't, I don't actually, I've never taken anything out of the show that's been said. Occasionally there's a, a hiccup or something happens or someone goes, Hey, can I go to the bathroom or whatever? Like I, before I knew how to pause the uh, recorder, I would just go. Yeah. And then, and then when we came back, we just keep going. Like we, we hadn't uh, stopped. So little things like that, I would just take out. But even for the most part, you guys have heard me bang things and, and, you know, 
messages go off. I don't take that out of the podcast. So just in case anyone like Jim had thought, Hey man, you, you said you were going to edit something up, but, uh, you know, and then later you're like, I never edited it. Now, now you know what my process is like. So, um, yeah, I, I, in terms of conversations, nothing is ever, ever taken from an episode. If shit gets a little lully, well, we do what we can to bring it back up, but, uh, but it is what it is. You guys are hearing the conversations that we were having uh, at the time. So, uh, yeah, I just wanted to mention that. So anyways, yeah, Jimmy and Mika's episode, lots of people enjoyed it. Uh, I'm happy to have them back. Uh, they're both listeners. So if they enjoyed, uh, being a part of it, I would love to have you guys back again and we'll tell some more stories and get ourselves in some more trouble. Um, I, uh, I worked at the source on Friday, so I was kind of, uh, dealing with the messages and, uh, the, the, all that stuff while I was at work. Not a problem, you know, made me, made me feel happy to be at the source to, to see all the rave reviews. And then after work, I had, um, a person from, uh, Kijiji. I've been fortunate that, uh, while I'm doing my monotonous tasks at the source, I tend to stumble across things that are on clearance and, uh, the source has a really good habit of dropping certain things down to, um, less than a dollar value. Hey, hey, hey. And what I do is I've been scooping these things up. I've been buying them for a buck, you know, take my staff price off and paying 60, 70 cents for things. And then I put them on Kijiji. Wahwa. And I get very good, uh, very good. What do you call it? Markup on them. So, um, that's a little something I've been doing on the side. And, uh, on Friday night, I had one of those people, you know, meet me to, to pick up a screen protector or whatever for a, a tempered glass protector on a phone. And, uh, just, I wanted to mention this. I don't know if you guys sell things on Kijiji, uh, whatever you post your price for, just know that odds are you're not, that's not what you're getting for it. You know? So I always suggest mark it up 20%, you know, and then when the person takes, you know, offers you 80, you know, watch, you know, well, let's hear you think before you put anything on Kijiji, watch a couple episodes of Pawn Stars. All right. You never get what you're asking for. You always get less. So you ask a little higher than what you want and hopefully you land on, on what you actually expected to get at the end of the day. So anywho, um, I had someone who agreed to, to buy this thing on Kijiji and I asked them, you know, I just said, Hey, like, here's my thing. Some of the stuff that I'm selling, I'm selling it for like 30% of the actual retail price. Right. And, and a lot of it's around like 10 bucks, right. I'm buying it for a buck. I'm so, I just whack the fucking mic again. Um, some of it, I, I ask for a buck uh, or sorry, I pay a buck for, I ask 10 bucks for. All right. But at the same time, I'm not driving all over the city to make 10 bucks. I'm not even making, I'm making $9, right. Let's get technical here. So I tell people I post something for 15 bucks and someone goes, would you take 10? And my strategy is, all right, I go, yeah, I'll take 10, but you got to come pick it up from me. Cause that's what I want at the end of the day. Anyways, give me 10 bucks, come pick it up for me. All right. And so by the way, these prices are available to anybody else at any source in any city that listens. So if you guys are in Canada, pop into a fucking source and dick around, they don't have a clearance section, but just poke around in like the cell phone cases and screen protectors and cords and things like that. Stuff that people want. And don't want to pay 20 or 30 bucks for it. Well, there's a lot of shit that's just for some reason on clearance for a buck. Fucking pick it up and make a little bit of money. Um, I bought a 96, I, when I was in Toronto uh, a few weeks back, I actually, before I left, I had purchased uh, 96 cents for a Microsoft uh, Surface Pro stylus pen. And I posted it. I was in Ottawa. I posted it the night before I left for Toronto thinking oh, I'll be in Toronto for five days. There's way more people there. Odds are I'll probably sell it. I posted it on Kijiji in Toronto. I jumped in the shower, um, you know, the night before, before bed. And I came into the shower to like a bunch of messages. So I basically had the thing sold and people were like, well, come get it right now. I'm like, no, nah, I'm not, I'm not even in Toronto yet. I'm there tomorrow. So I remember I, uh, 
posted a picture in Toronto, like, oh, I just got to Toronto. Like I, I got to Toronto, dumped my shit off and then immediately walked down the street to meet this person to, to sell them a pen, made 50 bucks for it. Huh? Nice little turnaround. Anyways. Um, <laughs> I don't know if that's, I, I never know guys, if anything I say is interesting to you. And, uh, so I hope that these mild little bullshit stories are interesting, but anyways, regardless, the point that I'm bringing up is I, I've never, it's been a long time since I've actually had an issue meeting up with someone Kijiji, but I, I forgot until Friday night that, you know, this person, I said, why don't you come get it for me? And they're like, no, I, I, I don't really feel like going to your house for safety reasons. And I was like, that's fine. I, I go, where do you want to, where do you, where can you meet close by? So we agreed to meet at a bank, not far from my house for nine o'clock. I gave her, I texted the, or emailed my phone number and said, just keep me in the loop. If you're running late or whatever, I'll meet you at this bank. So I get there nine o'clock on Friday night. And I'm waiting, I'm waiting, I'm waiting. I message and say, hey, I'm here. Let me know if you're delayed or if you're coming, whatever. And I think, uh, I think 20 after nine, I think 20 minutes to give someone time to be late or to message you or whatever is reasonable enough, right? So 20 minutes, 20 afterwards, I said, I sent my address again, which is not a couple blocks away. And I said, look, I'm gonna be at this address. If you wanna get it, cool. If not, whatever, but I'm not, I'm not doing anything else. You know, that's it. And I think at like quarter to 10, I get a message. Sorry, I missed my bus. And, uh, still, this is still via Kijiji, right? Sorry, I missed my bus. And I'm, I'm, I'm just here now. And I go, you're at the bank right now. Yeah, I'm sorry. Okay. Okay. Give me 10 minutes. I'm, I'm coming back. I left. I didn't, I never heard from you. So I went back and it was so funny. Just this mousy little college, you know, or university, university girl with like goofy, silly, wintry, you know, toques and, and mittens and stuff. I don't know why that's important. It's just funny. I guess to me, it's funny that the person was afraid to meet me. <laughs> I'm like, you come to my front door. You're, you know where I live. I'm not trying to come to your house, you know? And it's just as funny. I, I thought in my head, cause she was saying, what's well, the closest to Carlton university. So clearly she's a university student and, uh, and probably from a small town or something like that, worried about, you know, city. I don't want to meet you somewhere where, you know, you can hurt me. All right. Well, fuck. getting you a screen protector. You're safety first. <laughs> so anyways, um, eventually I met them, but part of me was like, I'm sure you guys have had incidences like, with the, like that too, like incidents, instances. I think I just put two words together, right? Where, where, you know, you're selling something online or whatever. I know there's people who are flat out like, oh, I don't want to sell anything on good It's not worth the hassle. I'm telling you, there's a lot of shit. Like I, I think the last time I moved, I got some furniture off of Kijiji um, because I was like, ah, fuck it. I'll take a look. And I got some really nice furniture on Kijiji for a very, very reasonable price. Um, so I think, I don't know, I'm starting to enjoy it more and more, but have any of you guys ever had horror stories? You know, do you guys, did you guys have experiences maybe like, like the one that I had your first time only the person never showed and that's it. Cause that's the thing too, right? People will waste your time. Human beings don't give a fuck about each other. So I've been lucky that for a very long time, I, uh, I haven't had to, you know, I completely bail. Like I remember came back, coming back to the house at 20 after nine and Kamara's like, wow, that was quick. And I go, no, they just, they never showed. I was pissed. He's, and he's like, oh, and then, like I said, I started settling into, to do some work. And then that's when I get the message. So have you guys had any bad experiences where someone no showed or, or, you know, something happened that, that would sway you away from it. Anybody not use Kijiji or things like that for any particular reason? Have you ever not used it, but you refuse to use it for some reason? Just be, uh, I'd be interested to, to hear about that. Cause that is one of the frustrating things about that. And that's another reason why, like I said, I don't want to drive all over the place, you know, for 10 bucks. Now, luckily this person was actually paying again, small town, kind of mousy, maybe, 
uh, she paid exactly what I was asking for. So because of that, I, I kind of didn't mind going back, you know, five minute drive, whatever. But for the most part, I'm not driving across the city. I'm not spending 10 bucks in gas to make $10 off. I just won't do it. So I, uh, I, I'm, I'm doing it right now, making a little bit of money on the side here, but, uh, do you guys have any stories about Kijiji? You know, contact at one man podcast.com. I'd love to hear them. You know, I would, um, Saturday was a great day. Um, I had, I had so much fun Saturday. I can't even tell you how great Saturday was. I can't even tell you, watch me try. Um, <laughs> Saturday morning, we did a, a writer's group. So myself, good listener, Mike LeBlanc, uh, sorry, Mike, I'm using your name, but it's a nice little plug palace. So if uh, you have a problem with it, you can give me shit later. Uh, and I won't do it again, but uh, great group with some comedians. Um, I should say that I've got, I've got comedians, but really myself and, uh, and Mikey were the only two established comics uh, at the table in terms of what was scheduled. And then we had our friend, uh, Vanessa listener of the podcast, the person who put me in touch with my doctor, very, very funny person. Um, Vanessa was also joining us because Vanessa has been interested in starting stand-up comedy and, uh, and has now, well, I, I don't want to get too ahead of myself. We figured what great opportunity for someone to, you know, uh, work on some stuff before trying comedy for the first time. So, uh, we had a, uh, sort of a writer's group, got everybody together. Um, Kamar actually ended up joining us part of the way through. So it was kind of fun. So initially we were just sort of pitching ideas to each other, having conversations, answering questions, trying to figure out a format of our writer's group. So I, I know a few years back when I, uh, when I lived uh, on my own, I tried to do a writer's group with some comedians and I think we had like six or seven comics show up and the problem. So, so I guess I'll do my best to explain what, what at least the writer's groups that I've been a part of are. So let's say, for example, I have a premise, I have an idea for a joke. All right, something I'm working on, but I'm struggling to find a way to make it relatable or to find maybe a particular punchline or tag or example, something. So the idea is you present this to everybody and then you got a bunch of funny people that are turning it over, spitballing, whatever it is. Well, the first time we tried to do that, that was the idea. But what would happen is one person would be like, I got a joke where I'm working on like a traffic accident thing. Uh, and then everyone would go, oh, okay. And then one guy's like, and then someone else would just jump in. Yeah, I'm working on a joke. Like, I think, I think pet stores are like, da, 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 and they would just pitch their joke, completely dismissing what the last person said. And then someone else would be like, man, you know, I'm actually, what do you guys think would be a third great example? So it was like, instead of it being like everyone's kind of staying focused on one thing and then moving on to the next, it was just, people just would just constantly move on to their own shit. And then it, and then it would just end up comics telling stories and talking about other people's jokes and yada, yada, yada. It kind of just all fell apart. So remember the first time there was like six or seven people, the second time there was like four and then there was no third. So this time I was like, okay, a writer's group. So we're going to do this. Somebody's going to, you know, present something that they're working on. And then all of us can work on it. We'll, you know, we'll give it five or 10 minutes of just coming up with ideas for that and, and trying to, to workshop it. And then we'll move on to someone else's idea. That way everyone's getting the time of day on their stuff. You don't end up with one person who's getting all of the, you know, the, the creative juices and everything like that. So, um, both Mike and Vanessa brought a lot of stuff to the table. I actually hadn't had any premises that I was working on for a while, um, for a very long time, right. Cause we keep talking about me trying to get back into writing and, um, we, we had a great time. Like I said, Vanessa has never performed stand up comedy. And, uh, I actually got very lucky that the show that I was doing Saturday night, um, my good friend, Ken Strangway out in Carlton place, uh, I reached out to him Friday and said, Hey, I have somebody who's looking to try stand up for the first time. And rather than, you know, 
the, the horrifying feeling of going, oh my God, I'm going to do stand up for the first time. And it's like a month away. So you just have like a month to dread and doubt and all this stuff. I just said to Ken, I go, look, dude, uh, I got somebody who's looking to start stand up comedy. We're doing a writer's group tomorrow. Do you have an extra spot to just throw them on? Like just to, for them to get their first time out of the way, nice and quick. It's out of town. So it's not in front of anybody you're ever going to see again. You know, do you have a spot? And he was like, absolutely. Absolutely. Bring them along. We'll, we'll see if we can get them a spot. And, um, and what was it? Uh, we, we sort of workshopped a lot of, uh, Vanessa's stuff and, uh, it was actually pretty good for someone who's never, you know, written a comedy joke or anything like that. It was, it was a, like, it was really good raw material to work with. All right. Obviously some refining, nobody's a fucking great stand-up comic with zero experience, but it, you could definitely sense that the humor was there. It wasn't somebody with, you know, where you're like, oh shit, this None of this stuff's funny. It was, it was good. It was good material to work with. So we ended up spitballing a lot with her and, and she was on the fence of whether or not she was actually going to be available that evening. It was kind of a surprise saying, look, if you want to, we're doing this writer's group. And if you want to get your first time out of the way, you know, uh, tonight I've got a spot available for you on the show. I spoke to my friend, I'm hosting it. So I'll make sure I bring you up to a warm crowd. And, um, and, and surprisingly she said, yes, I know, I know so many people who again, want to do it. I've talked to people who for years have wanted to try stand-up comedy and never have. And so the idea of like, hey, you want to try it? Why don't you we'll work on it and well, let's do it tonight. Let's get it over with. So the fact that she was like, yeah, let's, okay. You know, um, she was nervous, super nervous, obviously. And of course, like any good comic, <laughs> doubting the material the entire time. But uh, she's like, I, okay, I, I, I think I can do it. All right, let's do it. And so- the writer's group went great. Kamar came in uh, as well. Like I said, he was home and, uh, and ended up being a part of it. We were all sort of spitballing and working on each other's material, uh, helping. I think it was a lot of fun. It was actually very, very productive. It was the first time uh, I've had a productive writer's group. Um, and so it was a lot of fun. We've got another comic who will be joining hopefully this week. Um, but, uh, but that's still up in the air and I'll tell you more about that. He is a listener of the podcast. And if he's listening to this episode, we've already asked if you're available waiting to hear back from you, you little bitch. Uh, <laughs> so, um, basically we, we did a, a great workshop. I broke off from the group. Uh, we all sort of split up and, and just, you know, we'd, we'd meet back up later on for the show in Carlton place. And as a matter of fact, um, Ken Strangway was also kind enough to give uh, Mike a spot on the show too. So it was really cool that all of us who were working on material had an opportunity to get on a show. Kamar, uh, was also on a show, but it was uh, somewhere different. So he of course didn't make the trip with us, but it was really cool to have a writer's group. Everybody's working on material and everybody gets an opportunity that night to try out some shit that they're working on. It was super, super cool. Um, I'm trying to remember for the life of me what the fuck I did. I think I just went to Costco and 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 did some stuff. I'm like I'm like I remember I had errands to run. Regardless, we met back up. Uh, Mikey met with me. We picked up uh, Vanessa and a friend of hers, Nico. Super nice dude. Um, and we all drove out to Carlton Place. Um, the show was ridiculous. And by that I mean there were some really good people there, uh, interested, having a good time. You know, I, I love going to the, the waterfront gastropub in, uh, in Carlton, Carlton place. It's a, it's a great venue for comedy. The crowds are always excited to be there and excited for the show this evening. It was no different except for the fact that there was a lot of other people there that evening who were not excited for this, for the show. And they were like two sheets to the wind, um, drunk, loud, chatty, and, uh, you know, it, it, there's no bouncer. All right. It's a show in a bar. So nobody, 
Nobody really gives a shit. So we have half the room absolutely loving the show, great audience members. But then um, the fact that, you know, I've, I've mentioned before the fact that there was this, it was a free show. Um, the people who were chatting, who were drunk, who were loud, had uh, had no investment in it. They didn't pay any money for it, so they didn't give a fuck that they were talking full volume, three feet from the stage, um, standing between people who were watching and and you know the performers. So uh, you know, I, I did what I could to to keep their attention, and that sounds kind of shitty, but to be honest with you, a lot of the people were watching. Nine, 80, 90 percent of the room was there, but ten percent talking loudly can still be very distracting. So um, Mike did a great job. Uh, there was another young guy, uh, Abdullah uh, Husman. He was on the show. He did a very good job. He's relatively new to comedy, I believe. Um, who else? My buddy Tommy Fitz was on the show, and Greg Schroeder was featuring. And of course, uh, Vanessa tried her first uh, her first time at comedy. So again, after uh, after a few attempts of trying to get the room to to calm down, they actually did pretty good for her first time. Um, but there's a few times where during her set, uh, you know, somebody come up and, and starts talking at full volume, three feet from the stage. And I had to go over and be like, guys, she's doing comedy for the first time right now. Like you, you don't understand how loud you're being and how distracting that is. Okay. So I go, just, just, just shush, shush, shush. Um, and I actually was just trying to, uh, to help record her set for her. Uh, so she get a chance to hear it afterwards, but after speaking with her and whatnot, she actually said that, um, after talking about getting ready and doing comedy for the first time that, um, if I wanted to play the clip of her first set, that she would totally be okay with that. And so, uh, Vanessa goes by the stage name. If you're looking for her and her newfound, uh, you know, role as a comedian, her stage name is Regina Bianca, which makes sense when you hear me say it. Why would he say that? Her name's Vanessa. Well, it's a stage name guys. Um, so we're going to play her first time. Okay. So this is the waterfront gastro pub on Saturday night. And, uh, you'll get to hear somebody, the, the results of just a little bit of, uh, workshopping some material in the afternoon. It's a short set, but fuck it. It's, it's the first time out of the way, which is the hardest hurdle to overcome for anyone who's looking to try stand up comedy. So, uh, I'm going to play that clip for you guys now. We are going to bring up someone. Someone's about to do stand up comedy for the first time. You guys excited to be a part of that? You guys are loving and supportive, right? Because remember, this is where dreams are made, are broken. So you give her your love, she'll give it back to tenfold. This person is absolutely outstanding, a wonderful performer, hilarious, and here to perform comedy for the very first time. Please warmly welcome to the stage, Miss Regina Bianca. Back, back, back. You know what you guys are thinking, right? Pretty girl. How fucking funny can she be, right? Well, sir, I'm good looking now, but just give it a couple years, okay? Keep in mind, I'm Italian. It's only a matter of time. I'm gonna wake up one day. I'm gonna be one foot shorter and about two feet wider, okay? it over a pot of spaghetti and meatballs for all 17 of my grandchildren. So you know what? Just let me have this one, okay? Let me have the one good thing that's going in my life right now. I'll tell you what's not going good in my life, though. I have pretty much all the things that a well-put-together girl like myself should have, right? Not bad looking. I've got not one but two science degrees under my belt, and I'm working for a family wine business. <laughs> <laughs> I 
it doesn't get any more Italian than that, right? Young Italian girl who still lives at home working for a family wine business. I'm a walking cliche, folks. What can I say? I used to live by the motto that hard work really does pay off. Well, I'm living proof that that, in fact, is not true. I sit at home now on my computer, scrolling through job applications, thinking, ah, oh, whose dick do I have to suck to get a decent job around here? I guess it's true what they say, though. It's not who you know, it's who you love. Actually, speaking of which, Josh, thank you so much. My career is the only thing that's a fucking mess. My love life is a mess, and you know what? I refuse to go on Tinder, because everybody's profile is bullshit. For those of you who aren't laughing, it's because yours is bullshit too. And you know what? I already have a public biography that's bullshit. I just call it my fucking resume, okay? And now we know why I work for my parents. <sighs> no, not on Tinder, but I do have what you folks would call a perfect boyfriend. This year for Christmas, after three years of dating, he thinks it's appropriate to get me a hand warmer for Christmas. <laughs> Is that you? It's not that pissed me off. It's what he said when he gave it to me. It's to keep you warm when I'm not around. How about next year? You give me an upgrade of that gift and give me one that vibrates. This way you can do two things that you can't when you're not around. Thanks everyone, that was great. And uh, and that's it, guys. That's how that's how comedy happens. It's uh, it's short and sweet the first time, right? But uh, but you get out of the way. You know what it's like to stand there and talk to people, and uh, deliver jokes. You know, uh, and then you just keep building from there. So congratulations to you, uh, Regina Bianca, aka uh, Vanessa. You did it. You got your first one out of the way. <laughs> Super happy for you guys. Hope you enjoyed that again. If anyone's like, well, I've heard better. Well, it, fuck yourself. All right. It's, it's a process. You're going to get there. All right. Nobody's killing it their first time, but the idea is those are funny jokes and there's room to build on that shit, of course. And, and incredibly nervous, I might add, which is the same for every single human being doing stand-up comedy for their first time. So again, a big one man podcast salute to you, uh, Vanessa, for doing that, for getting that, that item off of your bucket list and uh, an opportunity now to just keep growing and building your set and, uh, and finding your voice. So, uh, super happy for you. It was, a, it was a great day of writing Uh great job, Mikey too. Cause it was, it was really cool. I want to give Mike a big hats off as well because of the fact that sometimes you, you get so used to doing jokes a certain way and, and it's hard to just, you know, take a chance and try something a little different. All, a lot of the stuff that we'd worked on with, uh, Mike, he too was like workshopping some jokes and then that night tried them the new way. Again, a lot of people be like, Oh, I'll try it that way. Oh, you know, they put it off and procrastinate again. He just went out there, tried stuff the new way, got the laughs, things started working. Um, 
you know, he was obviously very funny before. I, I don't mean to, to take anything away. I just mean that like he's trying some things different ways and it was working. So that was great. So, you know, and, and even myself, I got a new joke out. I, uh, I ended up telling, uh, something that I was just kind of playing around with earlier in the day and it ended up being about four or five minutes long, got some really good laughs. I'm super, super happy with that. Um, it's nowhere near where I want it. So again, another idea of confidence. I'm not confident enough to put out a joke that I just did for the first time, even though I recorded. So I'm going to listen to it, hone it, get it where I want. And you know what? Fuck you guys. If you want to hear it, you can come see me live. How about that? All right. Cash me outside. How about that? Um, so I don't know. It was super exciting uh, Saturday night. And of course we stuck around. We had a drink afterwards. It's always the, the decompress from a show afterwards, get that adrenaline out of your system. And, uh, and then of course we dropped, um, Vanessa and Nico off at Nico's place afterwards. And, uh, and Mikey and I headed back in the city. Of course it was late at night. We'd had some beer and did not drink. So we stopped at pizza, pizza and got a slice of pizza again, fucking with the, uh, the good eating. I was eating good all day and then, you know, had a couple of drinks and got hungry. Snowflake turns to blizzard. Nah. It was just, it was just a slice of pizza, but, uh, not productive for the, the goals. Huh? So it's, it's, I'm slipping guys. I'm doing, you know, I'm like a, I'm like a gentleman by day and a goddamn animal by night. So I gotta, I gotta, I gotta find some way to, to, to make this stick. I'm hoping it doesn't be, come from another bad diagnosis. You know, sit down with the doctor. All right. So you got fatty liver, fatty pancreas. You got diabetes, a fucking hernia. You're fucking stupid. Uh, it's what he's saying between the lines. That makes me think, you know, and who knows what it'll be next time, but I don't know. I'm, uh, I'm feeling better. I did still lose a, a reasonable amount of, of, nah, I'm just fucking justifying. Fuck you, Josh. Stop eating pizza in the middle of the night. You stupid animal. Um, <laughs> so yeah. Um, Sunday at a staff meeting, which I found out, like I wake up and take a shower, everything like that. Uh, this is from the source, of course. And then once I'm all ready to, to go, I get a message from my boss saying like, Hey, you're leaving. So you don't have to show up to the meeting if you don't want to. And I go, uh, three hours paid to sit there and do nothing. He's like, yep. I'm like, I'll see you in a bit. And then it ended up being like an hour and a half. And he said, I'm still paying you guys for the three. And I'm like, even better. So Sunday, uh, started off with boring the shit out of myself for stuff for the source that I'm never going to need to know. And then, uh, tore down the Christmas tree, Christmas trees down, uh, finally did it. Uh, only, uh, only took me until Sunday, what the 28th, 29th. Yeehaw. <laughs> I, I almost made it to February with my Christmas tree. So I, I took that down, got all together. And then of course I spent Sunday afternoon doing my food prep, which is all the bacon and chopping and spicing and weighing and cleaning. And I clean all my Tupperware and everything like that at the end of the week. So, you know, it's boring. It's boring, but I got it done and I cannot for the life of me remember what I did with my Sunday night, but it's not important. It's not important. I, uh, oh, I read, I got some reading done. I read some of my, uh, my, my DK book that I'm going to be reviewing shortly, uh, for this week. Um, and then Monday, you know, bright and early at the store or not bright and early. No, I was, uh, I was off for most of the morning and what do I have to show for it? Nothing. <laughs> I, uh, 
I woke up and I think I started getting show notes and stuff ready because to be honest with you, my intention was not to do it late. I enjoyed thoroughly being high energy for last week's episode and told myself, you know what? I'm not going into work till 1145 on Tuesday morning. I'm going to get the one man podcast all set to go so that I can record it first thing in the morning on Tuesday. And I got quite a reasonable amount of work done. Uh, you know, read a lot of the books, picked out, um, articles, things like that. Just didn't have all my, my notes and everything done. And, um, and then I was like, you know what? I got lots of time Monday night. I'm done work at nine o'clock go home. I'll spend Monday night doing the rest of the prep and spend Tuesday morning doing, uh, doing the podcast. Well, um, while I was at work yesterday, Monday, of course, I, uh, I just happened to notice while boarded in my mind that a friend of mine posted something on Facebook. Um, there was, uh, I guess Shopify, um, a very, very large e-commerce company that has a, a headquarters flagship head office here in Ottawa, not unlike Google in terms of their office and their work environment. Um, was hiring. I reached out to her because she works for them and she was like, oh my God, you'd be perfect to work for these guys. Excuse me. Uh, getting the hiccups here. And I was like, yeah, I, I don't even know what the job is, but I've heard that they're an outstanding company and I would love an opportunity to, uh, to, to, to check it out. I mean, to get a job there would be great. And so she's like, do you want to come and see the, uh, the headquarters tonight? And I was like, Yes. Yes, I would. I go, but unfortunately I work till nine o'clock. She's like, that's fine. Well, I'm working till nine anyways and come get me and we'll go in. So last night, instead of, you know, getting the last bit of prep done uh, for the one man podcast, I went to go check out the Shopify headquarters and uh, I, I spent the, some of my time at work filling out the application and sending that in. Um, and um, I, I, guys, I can't even, I, I, I'm trying to mentally organize where my head was at for that because I was like, oh, I heard, I heard good things about Shopify, like, and how exciting it is. I've heard that they got a slide there and it's like, you know, they got free food everywhere. Um, Jess was just like, just bring a backpack with you, bring a backpack, you know, we'll, uh, we'll have some fun. I'm like, okay. And I thought the backpack was so that like, I looked like I worked there, like some young dude with a backpack, eh, just coming into the office in the middle of the night to full security or something. And, um, we went in there, uh, security necessary in order to get into the building. And what I mean by that is not a security guard, but it's like a key fob. So you tap it on the wall and it shows you what floors you're allowed to access. And, uh, we went up to the, the offices right away, blow my mind, just how cool everything is. Like the, the, the deck, the decor, uh, there's, there's uh, like, I don't, how long do we have guys? Let me start by saying I spent five hours there last night. Okay. I went, uh, Jess is like, you know, do you want to eat? Do you want to eat now? Or do you want to eat later? And I go, I I'm always hungry. We'll eat whenever you want. She's like, okay, I'm hungry too. So she showed me her offices and, and where, where her team works. And then we went to like that, the, the, the food station in that area, which had a bunch of, uh, great, you know, like, sp I think like spinach wrapped or cabbage wrapped beef and angel hair pasta and all sorts of vegan options with tofu and things like that. And of course, drinks and chips and things everywhere, little bags of chips. It looked like I was in a convenience store. I can only describe the entire place guys as every, what feels like every fifth, you know, 20 to, to 30 feet. There's another station that's giving you free beverages and free snacks. So just you're, you're constantly, it's just, just there. It's just, it's here. Take what you want. We love you. We're good to your employees. Take what you want. Drinks, coffee, tea, cereal, 
uh, granola bars, uh, fresh fruit, uh, unbelievable. And that's just them, the taking care of your part. They also had a giant coffee bar. There's coffee and tea everywhere, but they have a giant coffee bar with giant espresso machines and latte machines. I don't even know what the hell they're called latte machines. Um, but we had, we had lattes, just made me a latte. Uh, apparently it was ramen themed that day or that week. So there was all this like imported ramen, like white curry, which we had way late in the night, which was amazing. Uh, we had, they have beer there available for you. Yeah. Just come on over to the fucking beer taps, pour yourself a beer. It's Shopify. We kill it in terms of taking care of our employees. They have a giant kitchen and all these steam trays and stuff like in their cafeteria area. Like again, there's food everywhere. So the idea that they have like a cafeteria area was just hysterical to me. Um, so they have like, it, it was amazing. They, their fridges are not just like, Hey, there's Cokes and, and water. There's like, there's like aloe water and coconut water and kombucha and Red Bulls and orange juices. And, and of course, pop and, and water and sparkling water. And like every, every coffee station and, and little kitchenette area had like every kind of milk. And I don't mean like, you mean like one, two and homo? Yes. But, but also lactose free. Okay. And soy and coconut and everything that, that, that you would need in the area. They had cereal setups like these giant tubes of cereal. We just twist it and fill your bowl. Lucky charms, cinnamon toast, crunch, you know, vector, like uh, uh, oatmeal everywhere, Quaker oatmeal and all sorts of other things. Like, and, and of course all these other food stations where they have, you know, meal stuff left over from the lunches that they make when the, the place is open. We were there like from, from, I think nine 30 to like two 30 in the morning. And that's not just looking at food stations. Okay. I didn't go on a, a, a cafeteria tour or as I call a chub crawl where you just <laughs> go from one place to the next eating. All right. We were looking around because they had, uh, so many different, like cool ass meeting rooms where every single one of them outside had like a, a touch screen where you would just touch a you basically just, oh, here's a room. Yeah, the touch screen says 15 minutes, 30 minutes, 45 minutes, 60 minutes. And you just basically walk up, hit the button, and you've claimed that room. Screen turns red. The room is not available until this time. Just in case someone's walking by looking for it, they'll know a meeting's happening in there and approximately how long it should take. Super cool. The, the rooms had such wicked decor. Every floor for them is, I think they have uh, from like seven to 15. So I think they have like eight floors there that are all Shopify. Every floor has a different, not only food theme, but like decor themes. Like one of them is like a subway. The other one is a, you know what I mean? Like they had like greenery everywhere and wilderness or something like that. Cause it was hard for me to distinguish, but just beautiful. And guys like alcoves everywhere where you can just go in and sit and chill, like, like private rooms to yourself. I think they, I don't think they called them isolation rooms. I think maybe, or maybe, maybe they did. And I was like, they look like punishment, like timeout rooms, but like the most beautiful timeout rooms that you've ever seen. So many little nooks and things where you could just sit and like, again, and I mean, nooks, not like super small, but I mean like places where you can go and sit. There's, there's like, it's like, uh, the front of a Starbucks, you know, where they got the counters and the high chairs. You just stare outside but that, that everywhere, beautiful views of downtown and just at rooms where you can just go and sit. They, in some of these areas, there's like big ass couches and comfortable couches with tables, coffee tables in front of you, just loaded with Lego. Like here, sit and fuck around, you know, mentally. I, I cannot begin to describe these areas. And I haven't even started talking about the fucking cool shit. 
All right. So decor, amazing rooms, amazing. Every one of these little isolation rooms. And we're talking, we're not saying that there wasn't, there wasn't five or 10 overall. There was like fucking 10 to 15 per floor, all decorated differently. Beautiful. There's a giant library in the middle of it. There was, there was, um, uh, a studio, like a recording studio with, with guitars and drums and everything like that. They have, um, uh, they had another room that was all VR. So PlayStation VR, uh, HTC Vive, and I believe Oculus Rift. So they had all the different kinds of VR helmets there. And that's a games room. There was also other video game. Um, there was another video game room that had like, you know, Xbox and PlayStation and Nintendo Switch. Um, there was a room with a bunch of pinball machines in them. And of course, all of this stuff is free to use. All right. You don't get a card or whatever. There's, there's offices, but like the offices are all open concept. So you're open with everybody just walk out. Like there's apparently there's human beings there all the time. Um, they had a go-kart track in one of the, on one of the floors where it's like a kitchen in the middle and the fucking go-karts are driving around that. It's, it's unbelievable. Um, what else did they have? They have, I mean, the amount of big spaces and, and beautiful cafeterias and cafes and everything, the decor, um, what else was there? They have giant slide. <laughs> There's a slide slide from one floor to the next. That was super cool. I I don't know what to say. I was geeking out. And so it was so cool to see all of that. I can't thank my friend Jess enough for inviting me to be a part of that. Um, I have applied for the job. So as, as much as I'm about to, to start, I'm not even finished finishing one job. Uh, I haven't even started the next. I've already applied for yet another, but, uh, the, 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 the trip to Spotify was crazy. They have sleeping areas. You could just fucking sleep. And I mean like these tents, these big, big wooden tent. I know it sounds stupid, but like steepled, you know, peaked shelters with pillows and everything like that. They had hidden rooms guys. They had hidden rooms where you like walk up and Jess was showing me some of the hidden rooms that you just press on a panel and it pops open. And then there's like a chair and a table for you to sort of sit and read or whatever. But it's like, it's like secret, you know? secret passageways and stuff. That place was so super cool. I, I can't even begin to, to say how much fun I had. And it got to a point where I, like, where Jess was almost like, oh, are, you, are you doing okay? Still interested? And I was like, yeah, I'm just, I've just spent all my amazed energy. I'm just like, I know that every corner I walk around, I'm, I'm yeah. Oh, look, it's amazing. Oh, look, there's the unicorn petting zoo. Like I, everything, <laughs> it was just amazing. I had a wonderful time. And of course we didn't leave till two 30 in the morning. Cause I just, there was so much to see and I did not get my prep done for the one man podcast last night. So, um, I, I don't even, I don't even know, uh, what to say guys. It was amazing. If you ever, I don't think they do tours or whatever, but, um, if you ever have an opportunity to see that building, go check it out. It is the coolest. It was one of the coolest experiences I'd ever seen. I, I say it's like Google. If you could see a case, so if you see the movie, the interns or the internship, uh, with Owen Wilson and, uh, what's his face? Vince Vaughn. Um, check that out because that it's very much like Google. There's scenes where they're like all the food, all this food is free. That's why Jess told me to bring my backpack, by the way, because she's like a lot of this food's getting, you know, is getting replaced tomorrow and restocked. So you know, help yourself fucking granola bars. I, I left there and I hope that Shopify never listens to this, but they, uh, I, I, I left with a bag of snacks, you know, some, uh, some canned beverages 
and uh, some little bags of chips and some granola bars and, uh, ooh, awake chocolate, which was really, really good. If you haven't had that, it's basically a Red Bull in chocolate bar form. So um, I got some of that. Ah, that place is amazing. All right, that's all I got to say. And they don't have security cameras everywhere. And I'm not saying that in like a nefarious way. What I'm saying is like, it's just cool that they're like, yeah, be people. Enjoy your workplace. We're not going to make you feel like we're standing over you all the time. You know, do your job, but also enjoy being here, being part of the community. You know, I just, I think everything that they're doing is amazing. Um, I need to learn more about, you know, the actual product. I know they're e-com. They basically help, help you set up, you know, uh, web stores and stuff like that. So you can sell products online. But I just, I just, I was blowing my mind. So even if I never even get a message back after applying for the, uh, the job that's there, I had one of the best times, uh, checking that place out. So, um, check out the internship. Not that it's a great movie, but it just gives you an idea of like a place where, you know, they're fun. They take care of their employees and people are excited to be part of that team. Anyways, that was what I did last night and I got home so late and, uh, yeah, I went to work today. I read, um, the vast majority of the book that I'm going to review for DK got the rest of my stuff ready. And here it is late Tuesday night, but I'm having a blast guys. We're, we're getting close to the hour mark and, um, and I still feel very energetic, especially telling that story. It's got me uh, super hyped and jazzed. So I had a fun week. You know, I got to spend, again, spending time with the roommates. Um, I got to hang with my buddy Dave very briefly, who I haven't seen very, uh, you know, very much of lately. You know, I got to, to do a great writer's group with some great comics and some great people, um, you know, doing a new joke myself. I, I, I Guys, I had a great week. You know, I had a great week and I hope that that's, I'm sure that's come across and just how high my energy is and, and my positivity. Not a lot to bitch about this week. You know, things are looking up, you know, gotta, gotta, gotta hit a, you know, I'm going to hit, I know I'm going to hit a low again too. So, uh, you know, I'll try to, <laughs> I'll try to let you guys know, you know what, I'm having a good week, but I'm starting to feel weird. No, I, I, I feel great right now, guys. Things are going good. Even though I haven't lost any weight this week, I don't think maybe a couple pounds, but I need to start going to the gym. That's another thing that, uh. I need to do now that I'm, I'm back to three days, um, with, uh, you know, the source, at least until it ends, I'm going to try to make sure the new job is, is very good about that too. Not trying to get too greedy and take too much of my time, but, um, I'm doing good. I got taxes done this week too. I worked on a lot of taxes, you know, I've also been watching, um, in my spare time or while I'm eating, uh, comedians in cars, getting coffee. If you guys are looking for something fun and short, that's just, you know, interesting conversations. It's on Netflix. Now, uh, it used to be on crackle, but it's Jerry Seinfeld interviewing, uh, comedians and they go get coffee in, in, in cars, you know, just like the title would, uh, would it describe. So, you know, um, that's great. I've seen a lot of the episodes before. I know that, uh, Paul and I, Paul Beluyet, when uh, I was in Toronto, him and I were watching a few of them too. So that's just a fun little web series. If you guys are looking for little 20 minute episodes of things that, that don't take a lot of time, uh, check that out. But I was putting that on working on taxes. So I'm getting myself caught up, you know, uh, with all my paperwork and shit like that. I'm, uh, I'm feeling good. So now it's just a matter of getting that stuff out of the way and then taking some of this, uh, spare time that I'm getting back and, and hitting the gym to not only, you know, do the eat right part, but to, to start, you know, doing some exercise, burning some extra shit off. So, um, that was, that was my week. That's some of the stuff that I'm focusing on now, guys. It is time to plug the sponsors, right? Close to the hour mark. Let's get this fucking podcast going. And my sponsors, as always, uh, from portablepress.com, Uncle John's Bathroom Reader. 
this week I have picked an article from uh, Uncle John's Perpetually Pleasing Bathroom Reader. And of course, a lot of their readers start with this particular article called You're My Inspiration. And I figured since we were all looking for comedic inspiration in our writer's group this week, inspiration for work, all sorts of fun things like that, even the Shopify, giving you tons of space and, and blocks and puzzles and all sorts of fun things all over that fucking angelic building. Uh <laughs> I figured You're My Inspiration is an outstanding article to read, and they say that it's always interesting to see where the archetypes of pop culture get their ideas. Some of these may surprise you. So the Wicked Witch of the West, here was her inspiration, Matilda Gage... Uh, from 1826 to 98, that was when she lived, was an outspoken American feminist who frightened a lot of men, including her son-in-law, author L. Frank Baum. He borrowed the scarier aspects of her personality for the antagonist in his 1900 novel, The Wonderful Wizard of Oz. So that's where the Wicked Witch comes from. Some feminist. <laughs> According to this. Um, the Energizer Bunny. The rival Duracell battery company actually came up with the idea of a mechanical pink spokes rabbit in 1973. One difference, no sunglasses. But when Duracell failed to renew the bunny's North American trademark, Energizer scooped it up and introduced their own version in 1989. Since then, the Duracell bunny can only be used overseas. Duracell, not Energizer. Um, so yeah, Energizer just took the fucking idea from Duracell. Those cocksuckers. Uh, unless they ever didn't want to be, you know, sponsors, in which case Energizer, yay. Mrs. Robinson, when director Mike Nichols asked folk duo Simon and Garfunkel to write a song for 1967's The Graduate, Paul Simon dusted off an unfinished tune called Mrs. Roosevelt based on former first lady Eleanor Roosevelt for the film. Simon, uh, sorry, for the film, Simon added new lyrical, lyrical, sorry, new lyrics and retitled it Mrs. Robinson after Anne Bancroft's character. Grandpa Simpson. When voice actor Dan Castellana was a kid, his sister often did a funny impression of old people saying, I'm grandpa, I'm a grandpa. So when you hear Homer's dad yelling at clouds, that's Castellana impersonating his sister. Uh, the Kool-Aid Man, originally called The Pitcher Man, he was created in 1954 by Adman Marvin Plotz, who got the idea when his son drew a smiley face in a frosted window. Oh yeah. Dirty Harry, Clint Eastwood's tough cop, Harry Callahan was based on real San Francisco detective Dave Toshi, um, lead inspector of the Zodiac killer case. Mark Ruffalo played him in 2007 Zodiac. Toshi was also the inspiration for the title character, Steve McQueen's bullet. Uh, California native George Lucas was a fan too. proof in star Wars. Luke Skywalker whines that he was going to Toshi station to pick up some power converters. Uh, and then finally, the running feet at the bottom of the article is a newborn piglet will double its weight in its first week of life. Well, it does eat like a pig in brackets. So yeah, that's uh, you're my inspiration guys from my partners at portable press, uncle John's bathroom reader, portablepress.com guys, as always, they have wonderful books with tons of information that is outstanding and fun to read informative as well. Um, and of course, as always my partners at absolute comedy and Summersby. Absolute Comedy is the best live stand-up comedy from across North America with locations in Kingston, Toronto, and Ottawa, Ontario. These comedians have been featured on Just for Laughs, Netflix, Comedy Central, CBC's The Debaters, Jimmy Kimmel Live, Conan, The Comedy Network, and much, much more. Go to absolutecomedy.ca to see this week's lineup. Planning a night out is easy with dinner and show packages available at all locations. Live comedy is a great choice if you're organizing a celebration, fundraiser, company outing, or corporate event. 
Want the show brought to you? They'll send comedians to your venue with performances tailored to your event, creating a night of laughs your guests will love and won't soon forget. So for showtimes, ticket prices, gift certificates, special shows, and more, head to absolutecomedy.ca. Again, that's absolutecomedy.ca for the best live stand-up comedy from across North America. Oh, yeah. And what else? Uh, oh, I remember. That's how I started my night the other night. I had me a Summersby when we were playing board games. As much as I'm trying to be a good boy, I uh, I will have to find room in my uh, my busy work week to slurp back one of my delicious Summersby's. The sun gives life to the orchard. The orchard gives life to the apple. The apple gives life to Summersby. Summersby is a delicious sweet taste of sunshine imported across the ocean all the way from Denmark. The people in Denmark are smarter, and so are you, if you drink Summersby. <laughs> With flavors like apple, blackberry, pear, elderflower lime, red rhubarb, and a taste as regal as this fake accent, there's something for everyone to enjoy. And now, you can try them all in the Summersby Mixer Pack, available wherever fine beverages are sold. So go on, and try for yourself the crisp, refreshing taste of Summersby. <sighs> Your taste buds deserve it. Please drink resplendently. Oh yeah, and of course my, uh, my final uh, sponsor, uh, last but not least, is my partners at DK Books. Mm-mm. And man, am I excited for this week's uh, book. So I'm going to start by letting you guys know that it is a book called Medical Symptoms, a Visual Guide. You can get an idea of what it looks like. And of course, as always, I have posted links to it on uh, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. So if you guys end up wanting to get yourselves a copy of this, click that link. And uh, it links to DK's website, which gives you a quick link to Amazon, Indigo, and uh, I can't remember what the other one was called, and I'll have it ready for next week because that's how I roll, guys. I have some information, not all, even though it's all available to me. This book, guys, Medical Symptoms, A Visual Guide. This thing, I I'm going to start by saying I don't think that it's... It's something that every household should have. Um, we live in the the age of people self-diagnosing themselves. So they get a pain, they just go on, they throw a few symptoms into Google, and the next thing you know, they all have cancer. So what I, what I wanted to describe this book, so what this book is, is it basically looks at different um, areas of the body. So it's structured in a different sort of way. You can't just pick this book up and read it cover to cover. You can, but it doesn't, it's not written linearly. The way it's written is basically the book has like three different sections. So the first section is like a whole body symptom guide. All right. And what they've done with this book is they've actually given every single different medical condition and, and, uh, symptoms and things like that. They've given them ratings with, uh, I, I call it the medical plus sign. I'm sure there's a proper term for it. Feel free to send it into me, contact the one man podcast.com and let me know what it's called, but they got the little, the little medical crosses. That's what it is. It's a cross fucking idiot. Anyways, <laughs> they've got the crosses written next to them. And so for example, the fewer crosses, the less uh, urgent it is. But if something is very urgent, they even say this is a, a medical emergency and needs, you need to call 911 if this is happening. So the idea is that in the beginning of the book, it will list symptoms that you're having just broadly. Okay. So for example, diz dizziness and fainting, uh, seizures, um, general pain, uh, they have headaches, mobility issues, nausea and vomiting. And so the idea is that if you're having some sort of issue, fatigue, okay, fever, I'm just flipping through some of these right now, weight gain, um, weight loss, 
skin rashes, skin moles, and discolorations. They've also got skin lumps. What I really, really like about this was that there's one that says mood changes. Um, and then they go into behavior problems. So, uh, same thing, memory and confusion, and then even like, uh, sleeping problems. Uh, and I think even kinds of like depression. So what was really cool about this is that they didn't stick to physical stuff. They weren't like vomiting, nausea, lumps, skin, everything. They actually took the time to go into mental health as well, which is incredibly, in my opinion, progressive of them. Um, just because, you know, a lot of that stuff is kind of swept under the rug. If you're like, if you're feeling depressed or something like that, you know, that's like, oh, like, we don't need to deal with that because that goes into something else. There's a lot of really cool things. So the idea is the first section would just go into, you know, the, the, the basics. All right. So like, what are, what are the symptoms that you're feeling right now that you'd like to know? So the idea is like with fever, as soon as you turn to the fever page, the first thing it says is seek urgent medical attention. If fever is high, like your temperature is over a hundred uh, degrees Fahrenheit, or you have stiff neck with a rash, or you have shortness of breath, or, uh, the person loses consciousness. So the idea is that if there's a symptom that someone's seeing and you're, you're referencing this book to say, oh, what should I do? It will tell you immediately if, if any of these things are happening, then it's, it's urgent. So they don't like hide it in the, you know, a lower section where you may miss it. They make sure that if someone is having a symptom like that, and it, it could be life-threatening that it's immediately addressed right at the beginning. And then you have things underneath where you'll just say you have a fever. And then what happens is it lists a bunch of different medical conditions and it lists this, the, the, symptoms of those. So you start with one thing, like I, I have a fever or I'm feeling very fatigued, you know, it will organize those sections and say different things that it could be. But what's great about it is it'll tell you on, uh, in the little write up what page it goes into greater detail. So at the very beginning, you get a quick sort of reference guide. If you're having symptoms that you want to have addressed, you can go into the simple section, find out what's wrong with you, and then and then start to to go down the the rabbit hole there. So instead of self-diagnosing and getting you know a couple words into Google and it says this is what you have, the idea is that this allows you to to look at your main issue that you're having, and then for example, if you have a headache, it'll ask you if you're getting you know uh, migraines along with it, or you know, or is it just uh, you know. Uh, What's the example I'm looking for? I apologize. I'm flipping through the pages at the same time. You know, they'll, I want to find that, that one with the, the mobility because there were some really cool, I think it was the nausea and vomiting. Yeah. So the, the nausea and vomiting pain was the one that's the first one that comes up. So you have nausea and vomiting. It'll have, a, it has a section with, with abdominal pain, nausea and vomiting with a headache, nausea and vomiting with dizziness, nausea and vomiting with diarrhea, you know, and nausea and vomiting with blood in the urine. And then of course, underneath there, they've got more things that could be. So just for, as a small example, let's say I wasn't feeling good right? Nausea and vomiting. So I'm going, okay, I don't feel good. I'm throwing up. And then I can turn up around and go, I've also got diarrhea. All right. And then it says food poison. So the, the, the four examples underneath there is uh, gastroenteritis, food poisoning, uh, norovirus infection, roundworm infection. So if I have nausea and vomiting and I've got diarrhea, it could be one of those four things. And then of course, each one of those four things has just got one cross next to it. So none of them are, are life-threatening or anything like that. I don't have to go back up a waiting room. Um, and then it'll tell me, you know, page 196, page 197, you know, page 238 for, for the different things. And then I can go in and I can read them deeper to see if my, you know, what I'm, what I'm exhibiting, um, has any correlation with those perhaps. Um, it also lets me know that I've got nausea and vomiting with diarrhea. I'm probably okay. Right. I don't have to panic versus if I had nausea and vomiting with a headache, all right the 
the first one is a migraine. Okay. So possibly that I've got a migraine says one, uh, often one-sided headache with blurred vision and flashing lights. So if I'm having any of those symptoms, I would know, okay, I'm probably having a migraine. A lot of people have first time migraines and they're, they're actually, I've had only a few of them in my life. I'm very fortunate, but they are very scary when they happen because they're pretty fucking intense. So that's one option of nausea and vomiting with a headache. Uh, alternatively, you got nausea and vomiting with a headache, which is meningitis three crosses next to it. It says rash, fever, headache, stiff neck, and general unwellness can rapidly result in death. This is a medical emergency called 911. So, you know, that's, that's, a, it's a good, a good book. And guys, I'm still only just in the first section referring to that. I'm not going to try to take too, too long because obviously, um, there's so much to go over, but the idea is you can actually, the second section goes into each part of your body. So everything from your head, the front of your head, um, to the side, your scalp, there's a section when you're looking at that, like it starts right at the top of your head. So your hair and your scalp, it will talk about psoriasis. It talks about, um, where is it? I just want to go to that. I apologize. I just want to speak educatedly. So no fucking Miko give me shit. Like I'm an idiot. Every time I talk, uh, hair and scalp. So there's a section for like, if you're having hair loss, there's a bunch of different things that it could be. Um, there is even, so get this, they even have head lice. So as a completely side thing, nothing to do with your scalp, nothing to do with your skin, just head lice, itching, a beige colored lice eggs, knit, uh, cases about one, 2.5 centimeters from scalp, black and red dots on skin of scalp, moving head lice may be seen, seek help from a pharmacist. So this is a great reference tool. Um, for anybody who might be feeling everything, this thing goes into your ear canals. It goes into your nose, your sinuses, your throat, your glands, your neck, front and back, uh, shoulders, collarbones, everything like that. So if you're having an issue with a part of your body, you can look in this book, get an idea of what it might be causing. Again, it's not foolproof, but it gets you an idea of what you might be having an issue with because every single thing, and again, rated with crosses as to how severe this may or may not be. It has both men and women's, uh, you know, uh, bio, not biology, but, uh, physiology. Is that what I'm looking for? Anywho, the idea is that they're all there. I fucking feel stupid. I know the word's going to pop into me as soon as I'm done talking about it. I'll be in the middle of a story on the back end of this podcast and I'll go da -da -da -da. biology, physiology. Fuck it. You know what I'm talking about? Um, so it goes into that in the second section, very, very detailed, again, showing the urgency of, of the medical, you know, condition or problem I'm having. And then of course the last section, which I couldn't look at for too long is it's just the directory of conditions going back to some of the things that they may have referenced. And then it gives you more detail as to what's going on. So everything from, you know, melanomas to a uh, hammer toe to, uh, you know, what's another thing, blood clots and how things like that work. So, uh, not psoriasis, um, sciatica. It was really cool. Look, and this one actually has more images. Of course it's DK guys. So there's imagery throughout the whole book, but it's not graphic. The only part that actually starts to get a little graphic and it's actually not that bad. It's just that I'm a huge pussy, um, is the, the last section where it shows you. And it's like a lot of them general doctor's graphics. There are a few actual images of Jesus Christ. Right now I'm looking at a picture of an, uh, <laughs> enlarged thyroid gland. It looks like someone's basically a bullfrog. Uh, regardless guys, medical symptoms, a visual guide, great book. I really do believe for people who self-diagnose, it's a little more structured. So you're probably going to reduce some panic. Um, but a good thing to have around if you're ever uh, in a bind. In fact, anyone who may have been in a situation like I was where got a doctor who, you know, doesn't like, I mean, the, the doctor I have now is great, but I'm saying doctor who 
doctors who didn't know what was going on. And I'm sitting here trying to describe what it may or may not be. Well, now you could grab a book and not saying that you're a doctor, but you, you could look through it and maybe, you know, cr isolate some areas that you may be feeling some, and might even get some ideas as to what you're feeling, you know? And, and of course, for some of you who might just be like, ah, I just got a little thing here. No big deal. Well, maybe you can look it up, find some symptoms and might, might turn out that you actually should be getting yourself looked at. So, uh, again, one more time, medical symptoms, a visual guide from my partners, DK great book. I truly, truly believe as a resource, no household should be without us because it was so easy to navigate. Great, great fucking book. Um, as I'm sure they appreciate me swearing, <laughs> giving them, uh, my, my, uh, my seal of approval, man. Uh, a great, great book guys uh, in the social media stuff that I have posted, there is a link to pick one up yourselves. Um, I really, really think that it's, it's a great resource. It's, it's good to have, um, might save your life one day. Who knows? Great book. Thank you so much to DK. Thank you to Summersby, absolute comedy and portablepress.com. And, uh, and onwards with the podcast guys this week. Not a whole lot coming up. I am off the next two days, so I'm I'm really excited to do some catch up with just the things going on in my life. Very very pleased about that. Um, I'm having the dinner with my dad tomorrow night. Uh, he called me up during my birthday week and said he'd like to, you know, get together and and uh, you know go for a meal or whatever. So I'm looking forward to that. Things as I've mentioned before with my dad, I'm not overly close. Um, but Hey, you know, I'll, I'll have a story for you guys on the next week's podcast. So having dinner with him on Wednesday, we'll see how that goes. Um, this, uh, this Thursday night, we're hoping to, to get the group back together. I know Mike and uh, Vanessa are uh, going to be joining me for another writer's group. So looking forward to that and seeing how much more we can get produced. Like, again, the more we can do these things regularly, the more even, uh, you know, I get myself working on new stuff and, and hopefully have some new, uh, new exciting material for you guys next time you see me. Um, on Saturday, I'm doing some marketing, a marketing gig for uh, greenies. It's a pet, uh, pet company. They, uh, it's like, like, like dog dentabone chewies. I don't want to say dentabone. That's the direct competitor, I believe, but greenies is like a, a dog chew that's good for their teeth. So I'm spending Saturday during the day doing what I do best, which is running my mouth on behalf of a company. And, uh, and then on, uh, on Saturday night, I get to hang out with Brody. I have not seen him in some time and I'm very excited. He reached out to me and said, he'd like to do it again. Warms my heart to no end. Really, truly. I miss those kids. Um, and I miss the lady too. You know, I'm not trying to exclude her from anything, but, uh, but it's, uh, it's, it's time to, uh, you know, I gotta take care of myself. Gotta, gotta turn the love inward for a long time. So, uh, you know, I'm just, I'm looking forward to seeing, uh, seeing the kids. Um, it'll, it will be just Brody. I say seeing the kids, but I mean, uh, I'll spend some time with Michaela too. Regardless, I'm hanging out with Brody and this is the part that I'm most excited about him and I are going to hang out. And then I got permission. Ken Strangway again has got a gig for me on, uh, in Perth on Saturday. I have reached out to Brody and said, Hey man, do you want to come with me to that? Like we'll hang out, we'll play some games, you know, have a good time. And then you can come with me to a show. So I made sure that the, um, the venue is cool to have 13 year olds there. So they're, uh, they're a restaurant. Very excited. Brody's going to come with me. He's going to be a part of the, uh, of the festivities. Then him and I are going to, you know, come back and then hang out some more and, and whatnot. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to, to spending some time with him. I haven't seen him in a while. I really can't wait. And I'm hosting a show in Perth. So if I have any listeners in Perth, um, I'm going to be at the golden arrow. I believe it's called. Um, I just wrote in my notes, hosting in Perth. And of course, like an idiot, I did not get the name of the place, but I'm pulling it up now on my phone. I'm going to find out where my ass is going to be on Saturday. I am going to be at the, come on here, uh, golden arrow pub. I was right. Okay. Golden arrow pub in Perth 
for no listeners in Perth. Perfect. I'm glad we took the extra time. <laughs> I don't know. Fuck. You guys are all over the place. I'm, uh, I love my listeners. I hope all my Perth listeners come out. Um, on Monday night, I am featuring at Absolute Comedy. There is a cracking up the Capitol competition going on, and I am going to be the feature slash headliner at the end of that show. So I'm very excited. Again, I love, you guys know I love Absolute Comedy. You know I love performing there. It's my home club. Can't wait to go out, share some ha-has with, uh, with the crowd. And then uh, Tuesday, you know, I'll be talking to you guys again next Tuesday. But that uh, Tuesday, I have two shows during the day for uh, an insurance company. Very excited. And then I'm doing a spot at Absolute Comedy on Tuesday night. And it's just a uh, dick around, try some new material spot. So hopefully with the next writer's group that comes up, I'll be able to try the, the joke that I did uh, on Saturday. And anything new that I work on, do a spot and, uh, and have some fun, tell some new jokes. Dust the cobwebs off the old, uh, joke brain. So, so that's it guys. That's what I got coming up. That's what I did last week. Thank you so much for, uh, for enduring all that. Now it's time for the emails. Uh, Brent writes in, uh, goes, Josh, why are so many comics on Yelp, but not one of them, as far as I can see, has ever posted a review. Um, good question. I'm actually not super familiar with Yelp. Um, when you, when, uh, when Brent had messaged me, uh, last week the, with this, I, uh, I jumped on Facebook and I was like, I kind of wanted clarification. So what Brent is saying is that basically a lot of comedians have profiles on Yelp and myself included. I actually made a, bro- a profile. Um, but that's, I guess for people, you can review businesses and stuff. I know that sounds stupid. A lot of you are like, of course, that's what Yelp's for. I, I knew that, but I guess I was just kind of like, I guess a lot of people made profiles. So they go on and, and just look and see, right. You're just trying to get ideas. Um, but there's a lot of, I guess, comedians on it with profiles and they haven't reviewed anything. I, I don't know. I, I actually made my account so I could give a place a negative review and not because I'm a piece of shit, but because the food was so bad, you know what I mean? That, uh, I'm not going to slam them, but I was just kind of like, I basically gave a review and said exactly what it was. I gave them like half stars or whatever, two and a half stars or three stars or whatever it was. Um, because where I went, the, the chicken was so rubbery, I could not cut it with my teeth. It was like chewing, no word of a lie, it was like chewing elastic bands or an eraser. Like, I'm like, this is this is not cooked, you know? And like every piece, I just, I, I walked away from it. I was like, this is this is garbage. I paid, it was a takeout place, but I, I paid and I was just like, yeah, this is this is garbage. And it was when I was in Montreal too. So I was, uh, I was hungry, it was before a show. I was really disappointed. I created a Yelp account and I gave it a review, so... Right out of the gates of mine, but I, I don't know what, what I could say. I'm, I'm wondering, again, this is another question that I would ask you guys is that, do you guys use Yelp a lot? Do do a lot of people reference it? Do a lot of people write reviews on Yelp? So I know that, uh, I think too, that, uh, that Brent, when you and I were talking that you had suggested that for the record, I would just say, guys, if any of you, um, you know, have an opportunity to write a review for say like absolute comedy or whatever. I don't know if, if businesses like Summersby you know, or DK actually have like Yelp reviews, but, um, it's a a huge thing that helps business. Like, again, if you guys would go on Facebook and give one man podcast five stars, that would be great. If you guys would love to go on, uh, iTunes or Google play music or wherever you listen and just give five, you know, give five stars to a one man podcast, write a small review that really helps for visibility and bring things up. But at the same time, speaking of the Yelp, um, the Yelp, uh, speaking of Yelp, you know, jump on there and give absolute comedy a rating. 
whether it's the Toronto, Kingston, or Ottawa location, or fuck all three, if you guys have the time, uh, it really does help businesses because here's the, here's something that I learned being in sales for years and years and years. And apparently this is like market research is not my, my, just my random opinion is statistically you're 10 times more likely to tell somebody about a bad experience than a good one. Like we've all been there where, you know, you either see a friend or you've worked retail and someone's like, give me, give me your card. I want your manager's name. I'm going to write an email. No one's ever like, Hey, can I have your card? I'd really like to write an email and tell your manager or the, the head office, how great a job you guys did. You know what I mean? So people definitely will, will run you down. So a lot of scores on places end up being lower than they should be because the people who are, you know, the angry ones or whatever, they're the, the loudest, you know? And, and people don't take the time out of their day to just talk about a good experience, but they will take the time to talk about a bad one. Um, so, and of course that hurts, right? If you're, if you're trying to decide what place to go to, you read the reviews and you see negative stories, um, you know, you're going to go, oh, well shit, this place is no good. I'm not suggesting absolute or any comedy clubs or whatever have, uh, you know, have bad, you know, just tons of bad reviews, but I'm just saying it helps to have some good ones too. So, um, if there's even, you know what, even if there's a local place that you guys love, coffee shop, a, a little restaurant, bistro, you know, bakery. Um, I don't know, take a minute and, and give them a review. I don't give a shit if it's on Yelp or whatever. Just, just take a minute and, and share some positivity. That'll be my, my loving message to the world, to you guys this week is just to take some time and, uh, and send some positive shit out there. Um, so thanks Brent for the email. I, I really couldn't theorize as to why comics don't, which is really funny because in a lot of contexts and, and situations, comics will spend no time writing or, or producing or promoting themselves. But if somebody does something that they don't like, they will to the ends of the earth, you know, write shit and, and they'll basically do it. You know, they'll, they'll take the time to be vindictive towards someone else and hurt someone else, but they just won't do it for themselves, which is really funny. But you'd think that the comics would review stuff, right? Or like you had suggested when we spoke that they would review a comedy club and, and try to, you know, bring up the numbers on that. So, uh, thank you very much for your email, my friend. I really do appreciate it. And, uh, my, my second and last email comes from Emily, uh, who was a colleague of mine for a very short period of time when I started at the source, Emily writes, Hey Josh, I decided to write in this week just to give you a little update on where things are in my life, which I love. Thank you so much, Emily. I, I, I want all of you guys to do that. Um, I left the source as you know, and things couldn't be better. I'm focusing on me eating better, more time to rest uh, and time for family and friends. Good for you. Um, I'm happy to hear about you leaving the source and have found a new job. I hope you enjoy this employment opportunity better than the last. I most certainly will. Also, those episodes where you would bitch about the source and I could relate when you worked with the company for three and a half years and been through so much bullshit and someone new comes along and bitches about the things I was dealing with long before they showed up. I just laugh so much. Yeah, it didn't take me three and a half years to realize it. I think three and a half hours and I'm like, oh, I recognize this. But yeah, it sucks. And you were such a hard worker too. Um, I did not uh, do as much work as you did. <laughs> But, uh, hats off to you. I continue, uh, just before I get into it, I just wanted to mention, I'm happy that you're getting your health on track and happy to hear you're taking it seriously. Woohoo. Thank you very much. I do appreciate, uh, I appreciate all the love and good vibes that you guys send. Um, now on to me. See, that's actually, I'm going to go back for just a second and say, that's the shit that I need to remember, you know, when I decide to fucking eat pizza, at, you know, one o'clock in the morning or, you know, uh, order Gabriel's when we're playing board games. I need to have like fucking celery and carrots sitting beside me, you know, I'm going to think about how much you guys support and, uh, and how much I disappoint you when I make bad decisions. Anyways, now on to me, it's been two weeks since I've worked for the source and I've realized I have lots of extra time. Evenings and weekends are free. Now I have time for myself, housework, groceries, back to weekly meal prep, better eating, and might even join a rec soccer league for the upcoming spring. Good for you. 
Uh, my New Year's resolution is to be more active. Dominic, my boyfriend, and I are planning on backwoods camping uh, every other weekend, whether it's canoeing or hiking in Algonquin Park, Frontenac Provincial Park in Kingston, or the Adirondacks Park in New York State. The way we like to camp is from site to site, pack up every morning and move to a different site on our trail. Uh, we don't plan on doing what I like to call lazy man's camping, haha, where you drive up to the site and plop your tent and that's it for the weekend. Uh, for Christmas, I received some new camping swag and I'm excited to try it out. I got what's called a whiz easy. Uh, and you wrote see images below, which I have shared with everyone on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Uh, this is a funnel to help you pee standing up with no mess. Uh, we will see just how efficient this is. Yes. Please write back and let me know when you use that. Um, one more tech side of things. I got the fossil Q hybrid watch, um, out to see, uh, or sorry, check websites out to see what this can, watch can do. Brief summary, Bluetooth watch connects with your phone. Features are find my phone, different time zones, play my music, take pictures. Fitness tracker tells you the date, volume up and down with music, uh, commute time, notifications, and stopwatch. From 1 to 12, you can set different app notifications. Example, if on the Fossil Q app, I set text message notifications to the 12th hour, every time I get a text notification, both arrows will hit the 12th hour and vibrate once to notify me of a new text message. That's kind of cool. It isn't as elaborate as the Apple Watch, but the thing I like about it most is that it looks like a plain analog uh, watch, and I don't need to charge it. It's battery-powered, and Fossil will change the battery once a year for free. Well, that's it for me. I hope you're happy I finally wrote in. Yes, I am. Thank you so much, Emily, for writing in. Thank you to all my listeners who write in. I love you guys for taking the time to do so. And where can we write in, Josh? Contact at onemanpodcast.com. So tell me about Kijiji. Tell me about Yelp. Tell me tell me some funny stories about you guys self-diagnosing yourself on the internet. Um, I remember the other night I started reading that, that medical symptoms book. I got like two pages in and I was like, all right, I can't read this before bed. There's too many fucking, even though I know I don't have these symptoms, just reading about all the different things that can come from something as simple as a headache. I'm like, yeah, I can't read this shit before bed. But, uh, but guys write in, tell me, tell me whatever you want to tell me, ask me some questions. Um, contact at one man podcast.com. And of course, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, all one man podcast guys. You can connect with us there as always. Um, I hope this episode has been a lot more fun for you guys, more entertaining, more upbeat. Um, I appreciate you guys being out there and listening. I got another week ahead of me, new adventures to come. Hope we have a great, great week, all of you. And, uh, I will talk to you guys soon. Thanks for listening. <laughs>